0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked.
2: Steve Rosenbloom. There was a keg stand. I lost to an eighty-one-year-old lady. She got off the <laughs> floor, and then and but I was it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like, goodness, like sure. Channel
1: Two News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm gonna dunk his ass. They suck.
2: So you don't have to. Can't you morons do
0: anything right?
2: Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe
1: this show. And I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on The Score.
2: We should be 670 WSUK. Saturday Suckage. I'm Stevie Suckage. That's my new radio name, Stevie Suckage. And I wanted to, I want to change my rapper name. Uh, I don't know if I should. So I don't know if it should be Chance the Rabbi or Lil Flop Sweaty. So we'll get to that in a moment. We'll run a, we'll run a, we'll run a web poll. All right, let's take roll call. Find out who else is here. Grobber. It sucks. And it free bases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta This sucks, really. It does. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man, like, do we suck? Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you gotta embrace the suck. Eloy.
3: Hey, you guys not gonna make anyway. You guys suck. And hey, when when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to
2: the suck team.
1: Toby. Oh, my God, this
2: sucks. Random Bears fan. At the front of we suck. Terry Bars. <laughs> Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks.
0: I wouldn't say seeking perfection. It's just mainly trying not to suck.
2: Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras.
1: Losing suck. I'll tell you that, and, and that's all I can say. George Went. We had fun, um, but there you go. I sucked.
2: <laughs> Garth Algar. Get
1: off, man. Get off. It's
2: sucking my will to live. Steve Dahl. Deal score sucks. Deal score sucks. Candace Parker.
4: Um, I mean, it sucks.
2: Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. Welcome to Saturday Suckers, Sean Sears. What's up, Steve? How you? Yeah, look. You suck, too. Start a web poll. I don't know if I should change my rap name to Chance the Rabbi or Lil Flop Sweaty. So run a web poll, and we'll let the listeners decide. Or I should say listener. We'll let our audience decide. Welcome in. Saturday suckage. (laughs) What a city. Bulls are last in three-pointers in a three-point lead league. The depraved and despicable organization that plays hockey in this town is lasting goals. In a game decided by goals, and the Bears are last. In passing yards, in a game rigged for passing success. But on the bright side, the Sox were only second to last in walks. If only Chairman Reinsdorf would walk. We suck so you don't have to here on Saturday Suckage. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Our phone number at the score, 312 644 6767. That'll get you to our listener line powered by BetQL. Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number, 312 644 6767, also gets you to the score's text zone. The text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at RosenHyundai.com. We are here a day in advance of the big game. And big game coverage on the score is presented by Soda Soda Weight Loss. That's S-O-T-A. Visit com. We have guests today. We'll be talking prop bets, point spreads, Super Bowl stuff with Ryan Horvath of BetQL Daily. And he was in live in Arizona last week. We will talk with him about that. Mark Grody, Mark Grody will be here at noon. Talk with Paul Sullivan, my former compatriot at the Chicago Tribune. And, and he wrote about, see, Michael Jordan's a go, why are we so in Chicago? Why do we so love the guy who doesn't work, live here anymore and is trying to sell his house? And then Julia Poe will be here at 120 to talk about the Bulls. She covers the Bulls for the Tribune. The Bulls suck. It's a remarkable thing, what we had, what we heard, what went on. The Bulls, one of the biggest disappointments in the league, one of the worst teams in the league, a national laughing stock, made no moves at the trade deadline Thursday. And <clears throat> Arturis Karnaschovas had the audacity to say, Mediocrity is not okay with us. Well, guess what? Mediocrity would be a step up. Mediocrity would be a team that has won at least as many games as it has lost, and that's not AK's team, so Mediocrity must be okay. AK came on Mully Haw Show on Friday. He had many laughable things to say. Here are two of them.
3: I think next one games will uh, will further stress exactly where we're going. So we're just it's going to be seen, you know. Like I, I don't I don't know where we're going to be um, mid April, uh, and that's very interesting for me to find out. And once we have that result, you know, we can make adjustments and we can establish our direction. Well, I think uh, you know we were active uh, regardless if we made deals or not. I mean, but we just couldn't find any deals that were going to help us this season and going forward. So that said, we believe that this group, our current group, is going to give us the best chance, you know, next 28 games. You know, that again, these 28 games is going to be evaluating this group. And the next step is uh, to to make adjustments during the draft and uh, free agency.
2: All right, you become a national laughing stock by saying these things. But uh, it turns out I suck. Saying things that are so mind boggling, he's either lying or stupid about his roster. If his players are so valuable around the league, why aren't they better? Why couldn't you make a deal? Why does his team suck? Why hasn't he built a better team if these players are so valuable? Why hasn't he rallied to fix the roster when he claimed to be going for it with the Vooch trade? You're just, we're, we're talking about abject failure at the trade deadline. A lot of people finally came around to the idea that I broached last week and made it pretty clear. We had to discuss whose roster building is worse, AKs or Garpacks. And it turns out we can come to the conclusion that Arturus. Karnashovas is Lithuanian for Garpax. It is the same failure. They're at the bottom of the league in three-point attempts in a three-point league. In clutch situations, they suck at the end. They're paying $250 million to Zach Levine, who tends to dribble off his leg and dribble down his leg. We already know this group that he needs 28 more games to decide about. This is, he put together a bunch of one-way players and none of them play defense. He's got a failed roster, failed sales job, failed improvement, failed trade deadline. And he wants to talk about continuity. Well, why would you want continuity at a team barely in a playing spot? It's insulting. And perhaps you remember how insulting it was during the GARPAC's administration. When Gar Foreman told former score reporter David Schuster, Pogasol. At 36, was part of the Bulls' future. You're playing Bulls fans for stupid. You play, I, I don't know who you're playing for stupid, but you come off that way. And he thinks this roster gives him the best chance to win, and you have to ask, win what? His roster can't even win as many games as it loses. He drafts players who can't shoot and then laments having no outside shooting. Meanwhile, Lowry Markin is an all-star. He can shoot from the outside. AK didn't see it. Why are we getting this gobbledygook? Why, why is he telling us development is at the top of his list? What's being developed here except a lot of bad... Imp- What's being developed here is a bad form of leadership from him on down. He can't recognize a bad roster that he put together. He can't recognize the 250 million dollar albatross he has who reflects zero leadership. We're being told there's no dire- there's no direction here. We're in Rheinsdorf Re- family hell. I This this thing has so many tentacles of stupid and frustration. So if it's true that AK is Lithuanian for guard packs, and it is true, it's clearly happening. What's the only constant? That there's a random Reinsdorf in charge. And if a Reinsdorf is in charge, there are financial constraints. Somehow, there are financial considerations, as there should be. They're running a business. I get that. But they lead leading the league in attendance, too. Are they have a lot of attendance. They're, they top, to have... they're top three, top four. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Those financial constraints, somehow, I believe, I'm connecting dots that they make the Bulls personnel decision. The Bulls, personnel's first, Bulls personnel people come off as stupid when talking about personnel decisions. Really? You need 28 more games, AK, to. Decide on this national laughing stock of a team that is ill-equipped to play the modern NBA game. The Knicks are said to be all over Levine. They loved him. They craved him. They want him. One rumor had a trade involving three first-round draft picks. I don't know who asked for who. OMG. A.K. couldn't do it. Didn't do it. Now, you have to know... And I didn't realize this, what a failure this is when you can't deal with the Knicks and win a trade for the Knicks. Joey Ice, my former Frozen guy at Trader Joe's, had gone to basketballreference.com and said, look at this. And there was a list of Bulls-Knicks trades. And the Bulls win every big trade there is. And it doesn't matter who the GM is. And I'm talking even Garpacks. Krause, Oakley for Cartwright, and the pick that turned out to be Will Perdue. Well, there you go. You got your centers for a three, Pete, right there. Kraus again. Jawan Oldham for Olden Polonese. But guess what? Olden Polonese turned out to be dealt for Scotty, the pick for, for Scotty Pippen. So, Jawan Oldham for Scotty Pippen. How do you like that for winning a trade with the Knicks? Garpacks. Eddie Curry for what turned out to be LaMarcus Aldridge and Joe Kim Noah. Unfortunately, Garpax went all Garpacks and decided that a power forward for a decade wasn't just in the plans, wasn't just what they were looking for. Let's have Tyrus Thomas. He can jump out of the gym. He can't necessarily do it with a basketball. But there still was a trade with the Knicks. If you're a Bulls GM and you trade with the Knicks, you win. They wanted... Levine, this was a gimme. Any Bulls GM except AK, apparently, could make that deal. He couldn't beat the Knicks. He couldn't make a deal with the Knicks. He couldn't dump his $250 million albatross on a team that demands names and stars. The Knicks overpay for that stuff. But now the evidence would seem to suggest the Bulls ownership demands that, too. To make people write big checks, to make people buy suites, got to have names. It apparently was never in the plans to wreck a bad team. God knows you can't wreck a bad team. There are recognizable names on that team, it seems to me. I don't know if it was said or implied, or you just weren't allowed to. If you're AK, you're just not allowed to make a move. You're not allowed to wreck it again. But this whole play-in thing, apparently, there's playoff money involved. People write checks for playoff money. Yeah, we'll keep it and we'll credit it next year in your account. And by the way, you're renewing your season tickets, aren't you? They
1: can sell much so, off those playoffs too, as well. The Bulls logo sells money.
2: You have you have a lot of problems in what in the way Arturus Kharashovas constructs a team. This is a team where your best player. First of all, you made an MVP out of Alonzo Ball. And everything hung together on Lonzo Ball. It wasn't like, I mean, he became LeBron James. He became became LeBron Ball with the way this Bulls team was constructed. I never thought that would be the case. I thought Lonzo Ball was a really nice, okay, you got a point guard, He can shoot threes, play some defense, make you better. Okay, that's good. I did not know that he was Nikola Jokic. I didn't know that he was Giannis. I didn't know that he was LeBron. But to this team, he is. A year plus, a year, 13 months ago, they had the best record in the East. Then he got hurt, and now they're scratching for a play-in situation. And he couldn't make a trade with the Knicks. Maybe he can't trade big names. He had a chance to get rid of a lot of money and start over. I don't know if his ownership would let him sell that, would would be able to sell that, let him do that, because people need to write big checks.
1: So I've got a, I've got a clip here of Joe Cowley. He was on with Parkinson Spiegel. He was one of the ones that was reporting that uh,
5: Nixon-Bulls-Levine trade with potential multiple first-round picks. He talks about how closely he thinks the
1: Bulls were to actually trade Levine here. I don't think it got real close. They couldn't even figure out the players, to be honest. And, and I will say that, you know, I've been reporting since the summer that the Bulls, the knock on the Bulls from outside the organization through other executives and other people around basketball, is that they're really overvaluing some of the talent. And that kind of started in the summer when some teams knocked on the door about Kobe White and were shocked to to hear what they wanted for Kobe White and, and, and weren't able to get something done. The Knicks are kind of doing the same thing here, too. I mean, making Grimes sound like, you know, he's the next coming. And, look, there's a lot of possibility there. But the one that surprised people was Obi Toppin, you know, they're acting like this is Larry Nance coming and not junior, senior. So, and the playing time and, and, and the production doesn't match how they feel about him. So I think it was two teams that kind of were feeling each other out. I think they talked since the summer over different guys. Kobe White, I know was talked about by the Knicks in the summer. I think they talked last night and then, then I was told that they revisited today, but they just couldn't come out with the exact players, you know, the Knicks, were going to send some draft capital back because the Knicks do have draft capital. A lot of it is protected. But still, they would have sent it back and given the Bulls some much-needed draft capital. But I don't think it ever got to the point where, hey – Let's even get Billy on the horn and, and, and see what he thinks about it. And, and I'll, I'll ask Billy about that this, this afternoon when we talked to him as far as was he called in for anything that got serious. But they also have to protect Zach Levine and pretend like, you know, we love Zach. We would never trade Zach. So, huh. so I get it. It's going to be a, a little dance today. But we'll, we'll see what our tourist has to say.
2: That's Joe Cowley. was on the score. And he was talking about how close they got. Well, nobody really knows how close they got or why they couldn't get close. But. The Knicks, they need names there on Broadway. They need names in the garden. And it would appear that the Bulls' ownership would demand that too. That's a conclusion I'm coming to because they either hire basketball stupid people. And I don't know. It didn't seem like Arturus Karnashovas was that guy. Maybe he turns out to be. But when you have this guy from another organization sounding like Gar Pax for decades, what's the constant? Okay, Bulls fans, I think your playoff checks are due soon.
0: Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
4: 670 The
1: Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station.
4: I think with the experience, I think, you know, with just the reps, um, you just learn uh, to be calm in a chaotic environment, you know, when the big D linemen are, you know, trying to sack you and stuff like that. I mean, you just have to be calm uh, as a quarterback and stuff like that. So, of course, you know, I I still have room to improve, but, um, you know, I'm definitely uh, seeing improvement for myself this year.
2: That's Justin Fields, your Bears QB1. He was on the Rich Eisen show, and he was talking about feeling the games slowed down for him. Well... That's good. Really slowed down in Detroit when he couldn't run, he couldn't move, and the Bears coaching staff committed quarterback malpractice and kept him in there. I don't care if he wants to play. He couldn't. You are know, gonna force him to be a pocket passer with no elusiveness. You're making him a target, and everything gets hurt that way. That was just idiocy. I don't know what Iberflus was thinking. I don't know how he gets away with that. I don't know what Getzy was thinking. That was awful. Anyways, he survived it. That's Justin Fields. He was making the rounds on Radio Row. He was talking about the uh, beginning Super Bowl, and that will be the Eagles and Chiefs. So his former, the former head coach that sabotaged him, would be the quarterback coach for Matt, Pat Mahomes. I mean, if he's watching that, he goes, "Wait, this is the quarterback coach for Pat Mahomes, the guy who decided he wasn't going to put any extra blockers on the line in Cleveland." In my debut for a team that was in trouble, and that's how we all knew or confirmed the coach was an idiot. We have Kyle Long talking about what an idiot he is too. We, we got to play that. The, the idea that he would be, he would look at the Chiefs and go, wow, look at that, all those tools, despite Matt Nagy. And then you got the Eagles, who played the Bears, and that's that's what your big game will be. The big game coverage, by the way, on the score Sunday, presented by Soda Weight Loss. That's S-O-T-A, visit sodaweightloss.com. I like the Eagles in that game. Scott from Davenport had put together something last year so we can update it now. And this might give you hope when you see the Bears hire a defensive coach in this offensive league. Defensive, the teams with the best defense have won the Super Bowl 14 of the last 22 years. So since 2001, including 2001. So since 2000, you're dealing with a 14-7-1 one record. One year they tied and somebody was going to have to win that game. But 14 Seven and one, so two thirds of the time, you've got the best def- the team of the best defense winning. Well, the Eagles clearly have the best defense. They're better than Kansas City's. Kansas City's doesn't suck as much. Kansas City is just they're just gonna right. They're gonna do the standard Pat Mahomes thing. He's gonna throw from every angle. By the way, I have an update on what Pat Mahomes might do and what you should look for in the game besides the commercials, but. The Eagles just, they got 85 guys with double-digit sacks. That's the way it seems. Remember when the Giants had the NASCAR pass rush in the Super Bowl, and that's what it was? It was just vroom, vroom, vroom. Well, the Eagles do that. Four guys, double-digit sacks. Hassan Reddick is a live choice as Super Bowl MVP. If Pat Mahomes gets stopped, and I expect it, I think the Eagles are going to win... I like that stat. I like that defense. I like that defense to give the Eagles offense. And by the way, that has weapons too. I like that that Eagles offense to be given more opportunities. And I think they're going to win. And if Mahomes and Kansas City and all those weapons and all that all that glittering, shimmering stuff get stopped. I think the Eagles are then voters will go like, well, who is who is that guy? And Hassan Reddick seems like a live choice. We'll talk to Ryan Horvet of bet MGM tonight uh, about Super Bowl prop bets like MVP, and where Hassan Reddick or another defender guy plays defense for the Eagles. But here's justin fields they they play the Eagles, and whatever you thought of whether the Eagles really cared or worried about the Bears or thought that they were worth getting up for. Justin Fields was, uh, as he made his way through Radio Row or Media Row or whatever they're calling it now, it used to be Bacteria Row. It was You spend a week there, and I think they test you if you don't get cold, if you don't get a cold or some kind of, it's, it's just a foul thing because a lot of it is print guys and the rest of it is radio guys, and there's nothing good that can be said for either group. But Justin Fields was there, and he, he sat down with a ringer, and he talked about the Eagles' defense.
4: You played the Eagles
1: this year. The defense, and this is something your your former recruit compatriot, Trevor Lawrence, talked about. The defense is so fast, it almost changes how you play the position. Like, you're, yeah. you're, the, the Hassan Reddick coming off the edge changes your internal clock. Yeah. Take me through what it's like to face a defense, I think, third most sacks in history, I think it was this year. And it comes from every single angle. Um, take me through that, that, that front and how nasty they are.
4: I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, and not only is their front crazy, they're, they're deep too. So, uh, I mean, they have guys, you know, rotating in, you know, you got guys like, you know, coming in second, third down, fresh legs and ready to rush the quarterback. But you know, the thing about what makes them so great is that one is that, and then of course they have very talented players across the board. So it's not like. You know you can just game plan for yeah. one guy and you know have the running back go to him or have the slide go to him every time they have guys you know all across the you know line so of course you you might have to you know have tight ends stay in a chip or something like that but you know just game planning of them and like you said earlier just kind of speeding up that internal clock knowing that you know hassan reddick is is probably one of the best pass rushers in the league right now to where you know he's 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 gonna get back there you know if you hold that ball on too long so um, but yeah, I mean, just 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 being able to get the ball out fast, and you know, when it's not there, being able to make plays and stuff like that.
2: Justin Fields talking about the Eagles, the Eagles' defense, and did he say toxic players at other positions? Was that in there? Did I hear that right, Chauncey? I think he like mush
1: worded that. I think he was trying to say talented, but it definitely sounded like he said toxic.
2: Can you go back and find that? I want to hear that. That would be a unique, a unique because it we've had unique vocabularies used here. Mark Gonzalez, Gonzo, we love Gonzo, talking baseball. He shared with Grody and I the phrase, a deluxe pitcher. With Brian Sabian, Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame, a general manager of the Giants put together those three World Series winners. But he was talking about, he shared with us the deluxe pitcher phrase that Brian Sabian used and so when we bring gonzo on, he's our deluxe baseball guest so that was part of the part of the vocabulary here so it the idea of toxic i don't know what he i, I want to make sure we got that right Sean. so you do that and the and bring that to to us our phone number 312-644-6767 That number gets you to the text zone as well, 312-644-6767. 920 texter, quote, I am not an idiot, end quote, hyphen, Matt Nagy. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. I know you got to run the ball more than seven times. Well, you are an idiot, as it turns out. Guy refused to provide any blocking help to protect Justin Fields. A guy whose scheme was so precious. How do you come out of watching Patrick Mahomes do what he's doing and think your scheme is the is the answer and the reason? I mean, that's the real mind boggling thing about the Matt Nagy experience.
5: I know we need to run the ball more. I'm not an idiot.
2: Yes, you are an idiot. How do you think the scheme is the answer? when you have this unicorn of a quarterback. And Justin Fields, some will say, you can see how he could get there from here. He clearly is not an NFL passer at this point. And you look at the Eagles and you go, Jalen Hurts, that's a good model for the Bears, for Justin Fields. That's a good way to go. But you know what? Jalen Hurts was drafted. In the second round, the general manager knew he had Carson Wentz coming off a wonderful year, and he still spent a second-round pick on a quarterback. You know why? His quarterbacks can suck in a hurry. See Carson Wentz for details. And you know why? If a quarterback gets hurt, your whole season could go down the drain. What Howie Roseman did, and maybe he had some, maybe he had more linemen, that the bear than the bears do. But what Howie Roseman did in Philadelphia was he spent an inordinate number of draft picks. And if you if you did some composition, if you ranked the how high up in the draft and the number on quarterback, wide receivers, pass rushers. There you go. Here's your the Bears need both lines to get better. They do not have a defensive line. They have a rolling tollway. It's a whole bunch of I-pass stuff. Their offensive line might have one or two keepers. But still, it's... It's it's an express lane in a lot of ways. But what Howard Roseman did in Philadelphia in building those Eagles, that that was... Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick when they already had Carson Wentz. Wonder if... And... and that kind of thinking should be familiar to Ryan Poles because he hired Ian Cunningham, who was with the Eagles when that happened. Hopefully, that kind of strategy is being is being soaked in by the Bears' interim general manager. And by the way, I it's been a while since I've been on, so I forgot to tell you about how Bears up that whole Kevin Warren. Ryan Pohl's George McCaskey thing is? Well, see if we get to that this week. We'll have more time because it'll be buried up for a while. We're going to take a break now on Saturday Suckage. Stevie Suckage. And we're going to get ready for prop bets and all the fun stuff that goes along with the Super Bowl. We'll talk with Ryan Horvath of BetMGM. BetMGM tonight. You can hear it on the Odyssey Network, which is the Odyssey platform. That's us. Bring you Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio,
4: 670 The Score.
1: It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station.
4: If I was a betting man, I'd probably have to, you know, choose the Eagles. Um, you know, I think uh, they're healthier right now. I think uh, uh, just their their depth in the D-line. I think their defense is playing well together right now. And I think, um, you know, I think they have a lot of weapons on, you know, offense too with, you know, Jalen leading uh, that offense and, you know, the offensive line that they have, the weapons that they have on the outside, and, of course, the, the running game is, has, has been great for them, too. So, um, if I was a betting man, I'd definitely say the Eagles.
2: Let's see what a real betting man says. Welcome in. Welcome back to the score. I'm Stevie Sucker. Just my – Sean, do you have this ready? Do you have the web poll ready?
1: It's up. Yep. Go right ahead with it.
2: I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I was tagged on it. So, before we get to Super Bowl picks from Ryan Horvath of BetMGM Tonight – Let's welcome Ryan to the show and say, what do you think my rap name should be, Chance the Rabbi or Lil Flop Sweaty?
5: Oh, man, those are both really good. I'm going to go with uh, Chance the Rabbi, though. I haven't heard that one yet, so I think you got to go with that.
2: Okay, all right. Well, it's One vote for you, Ryan Horvath of BetMGM. <laughs> Tonight is my guest. You can hear him on the Odyssey app. You can hear him on the Score. Guests on the Score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So you heard Justin Fields say, I like the Eagles. He didn't say anything about point spreads. There are two different things. There's a money line. There's a spread. And let's start there before we get into all the fun prop bets, like um, how many divorces Tom Brady will have compared to the number of picks (laughs) that Jalen Hurts will throw. Ryan, who do you like in the game on the money line? Who do you like in the game? Points, where Where would you, where would you put your money?
5: Well, I'm caught off guard. I thought we were talking Northwestern wildcat basketball and Chris Collins. Oh, the, the trend is your
2: friend, Ryan. The trend is your friend, right? Does that still hold true? <laughs> it does. Uh, actually,
5: hey, what a, what a year so far for Northwestern. But in all seriousness, I am a betting man. And I love Justin Fields. But I'm going opposite of Justin Fields. Like the Eagles defense, that's what we continue to hear about, that defensive line, and they're great. Uh, They're number one in pressure rate. But they've also faced the easiest schedule of offenses this season. You look at the three games where they had to step up in class, face a top 10 offense with their starting quarterback actually available, and they gave up 32 points per game in those games. Even Green Bay this season with a beat-up offense, put up over 30 points against them. Ten of those came with Jordan Love on the field. And now you have the Chiefs, who are the number one offense in the league, and you have Andy Reid with revenge on his mind going against his former team and an extra week to prepare for his former team. I just, I like this spot for the Chiefs. You know, last week or two weeks ago, I should say, everybody bet against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they were calling it Burrow head. Joe Burrow was a perfect 3-0 and against Mahomes. And we almost turned it into a legacy game, which I think is kind of crazy. I know Tom Brady is going to go down as... His- the most decorated quarterback, he's going to have the best resume. But I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback ever to play the game. And also, like the Chiefs offense is going to be playing inside of a dome for the first time in a long time. They've been playing these games in freezing cold arrowhead, windy conditions. And if they're able to protect Patrick Mahomes, I think they're going to be able to exploit some matchups here. The Eagles, they play a ton of zone defense. They don't play a whole lot of man. They're in zone 70% of their defensive snaps. And, you know, it's mostly cover three. And that's not how you defend Patrick Mahomes. He's torched cover three all season long. The Chiefs are number one in EPA against zone defenses on all downs. And they're number two against those two high shell looks, which Mahomes couldn't figure out the first half of last season. He's figured all that out. And the Eagles secondary, as good as they are, they limit the explosive plays. And that's not really Mahomes anymore. He's not looking for the 50, 60-yard deep throws down the field. They struggle against those short passes. On passes this season, between one to nine air yards, they're 17th in EPA per pass, 24th in first down rate, and 26th in third down conversion rate. I know the Chiefs wide receivers are beat up right now, but I still think they'll be able to move the ball, especially with Travis Kelsey. I know everybody's going to play the Travis Kelsey props, including myself. I just don't think that there's any way to stop that guy, especially when you're playing zone defense, because as good as he is, like, he just, he's like a basketball player. He just like, finds his spots to beat that zone. Uh, I know how good also the Eagles offense has been. But I think that that Chiefs defense is a little underrated. If you go back since week nine, especially their secondary, they made some adjustments. I think they'll be able to hold their own against the Eagles passing attack because Jalen Hurts just doesn't look healthy. I do, though, think that the Eagles will be able to run the ball. So if you're looking at the total, I probably like the over, but I think there's a better way to play that. I know we're going to talk about some player props, but a number that's still available is total first downs in the game for both teams. And it's 40 and a half. Last week, Philadelphia had 25 first downs, and they weren't pushed because they were going against San Francisco, who didn't have a quarterback who could complete a forward pass, and they still had 25 first downs. (laughs) I definitely think the Chiefs are going over 25 first downs. So if you like the over, if you want to root for points, but you want to be safe, because the only problem, I like to play unders, because my problem with overs, especially in the National Football League, is we get these teams in the red zone. And they settle for field goals. And Andy Reid has done that at times, like settled for field goals rather than go for it. Or we get those dumb red zone turnovers like we saw with Josh Allen all season long. So I'm going to go with total first downs over 40 and a half. And I like the Chiefs to win the game. I took them plus one and a half. Um, you know, it's crazy because we see all this money coming in on the Eagles. Like yesterday, we're, we've been at the you know in Arizona all week for the game. And I saw a guy place a six-figure bet on philadelphia another guy came right behind him at the special counter laid an even bigger bet on the philadelphia eagles yet this line's not moving usually when all the money's coming in on one side it usually i figured maybe we would close at three maybe we would get the chiefs plus three but we're not moving anywhere so i think the chiefs are going to find a way to win this game even though the eagles as crazy as it sounds they have all 22 starters ready for this game for the super bowl i don't remember the last time a team went all the way to the super bowl with everybody fully healthy but I'm, just, I'm not betting against Mahomes or Andy Reid. I think that they're going to find a way to get this done. I don't think it's going to look like that 31-9 loss to Tampa Bay a couple years ago where the offensive line was all beat up and that Tampa uh, pass rush just tortured Mahomes all day because I think this Chiefs' offensive line is much better. They rebuilt. They retooled. I'm going to pick Mahomes.
2: He's Ryan Horvath, bet MGM tonight. You can hear that. I get that on the Odyssey platform and it just blows up a whole lot of things that I had in mind as I, I love the Eagles for that defense and (laughs) you poked holes in it. So let me, let me throw this at you. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to throw the idea that the chiefs will wear white jerseys and the team wearing white has won 15 of the last 18 Super Bowls. I think that I like that. I like that as a stat. I think it's ridiculous. However, What do you think of this? Seven previous Super Bowls, point spread of three points or fewer. Favorite is one and covered in six of the seven. Does that matter to you when you're looking at this? You try to look at exactly this game. However, if the trend is your friend, is it your friend here or not? you ignore that? What do you do with that?
5: You know, there's certain trends that I really do like. There's certain that I stay away, and I'm, this is one where I do stay away. I mean, I do think that it matters a little bit. You know, the better team, especially when you're getting a short little spread like that, yeah, usually you want to take the favorite, but it just doesn't matter because every case is different. You know, every team is different. We've seen some Super Bowls where, you know, I, I remember a couple years ago when everybody really liked Carolina and Cam Newton. They were favored against Denver, and Cam Newton, like, couldn't get anything. They couldn't run the ball against that Denver defense. I just, I feel like every case is a little bit different. So that's one trend that I usually do stay away from just because these are two completely different teams. But I mean, also, like you said, with your Eagles pick, I don't hate it. Like I, I like the chiefs, but I know a lot of people, we've had a lot of people on this week, professional gamblers who like the Eagles and it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's going to come down to, can they protect Patrick Mahomes? Cause the Eagles are the best pass rush in the league. And they have multiple guys that could rush the passer. They're number one in pressure rate. The reason I like the Chiefs so much is Mahomes is the number one quarterback in the league at evading pressure. Like, he gets out of those situations. He's so good back there. But how healthy is he? Uh, he's got another week to prepare, another week, you know, to be off that ankle. But that's one trend I do stay away from.
2: Okay, so let's talk props and let's talk playoff MB- yeah. Super Bowl MVP. It almost seems like the way you're talking, from your standpoint, it would be either Patrick Mahomes or maybe Hassan Reddick.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I did play some Redick, and that's kind of like my hedge if the Eagles do win the game. So here's the way that I play, here's the way that I play Super Bowl MVP. So like a couple of weeks ago, Mahomes, for some reason, after that high ankle sprain, we were getting at some books like a 7-to-1 price, plus 700 for him to be Super Bowl MVP. So I played that because I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs all season long because coming into the year, You know, I talked with Joe Ostrowski and a couple different guys, and some people were making the case maybe for the Chiefs not to make the playoffs because they lost Tyree Kill, and we thought that division was going to be so tough because Devontae Adams went to the Raiders, and Russell Wilson went to the Broncos. And I just kind of reminded people, like, we did this with Aaron Rodgers back when he was in his prime, not when he was, like, sitting in a box for four days in the dark. But, you know, you would lose guys like Greg Jennings or Jordy Nelson. But it never mattered. The Packers were going to win 11-12 games. And that's the Chiefs. They played in five straight AFC title games. If you go back the last decade, only two guys have been in this game. It's Tom Brady when he was with New England, or Mahomes, you know, when he's here in Kansas City. I'm not betting against the guy. So I did play him to win Super Bowl MVP. But what I like to do when I look at this, everybody's going to play the wide receivers. People will play A.J. Brown. And I know last year Cooper Cup won it because I think he won it last year because they didn't get him the MVP because <laughs> that's a quarterback role, yeah. you know, a quarterback award. So I kind of advise people to stay away from the wide receivers because here's the thing. Like, If A.J. Brown has eight catches, two touchdowns, you know, 150 yards, Jalen Hurts is the one throwing him the ball. And Jalen Hurts probably would have been the regular season MVP if he hadn't missed those two games with the shoulder injury. So it's a quarterback award usually. What I like to do is take a shot with guys on the defensive end because we've seen that. You know, Reddick could have two and a half sacks, a strip sack, would cover one in the end zone for a touchdown. So I like defensive players. So I took a shot with him. And then the other guy on Kansas City I kind of like is Chris Jones. Same price, 50 to one. So that's a really nice number. And going into the season, he had 15 and a half sacks, never had a career playoff sack. And then last week or two weeks ago, finally had two and a half. Uh, I like Chris Jones too. So I like defensive players. I usually stay away from wide receivers. Maybe you could take a shot with a running back, but I just feel like I like the over in the game. I like the points to be scored. So I think it's going to either be Jalen Hurts, if you like Philly or Mahomes, if you like the Chiefs. And I know that's really boring, but let's be honest. Like we, we obsess over quarterbacks in this league and they usually end up winning these awards.
2: Hey, the point is to make money. It's not to be mm-hmm. contra- not to be contrary, unless contrarian money is going to make you some money. The point is right. to be right, and that's that, there's nothing wrong. If chalk is right, go chalk. That's I. I never understood the the sneering uh, approach to that. But I, Ryan, I appreciate. You. I know you were flying in. I know you got home last night, and I appreciate you joining me today. Thanks for the insight. Thanks so much for having me. All right, Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight. On the Odyssey platform, and so you heard that from a guy with numbers and money and and all the odds. That's Ryan Horvath. We're going to – we are going to – we are going to get Grody. Oh, hi, Mark. He's going to be next. We're going to talk about these Super Bowl teams and the dog-breath Bears and which is the best model. How does this work? Can you watch it that way? Will he watch it that way? And what's his over and under for hard boiled eggs? I'm Stevie Suckage here on Saturday Suckage. What were the odds? And is the web poll question up, Sean?
1: It is. Right now, chance the rabbi is up 54 to 45.
2: And the other choice is?
1: Little flop sweaty.
2: Okay, so go to where is this? By the way, where is this? This is on the
5: 670 The Score Twitter page.
2: Okay, all right, 670 The Score Twitter page. We, You can vote on whether I should keep my rapper name, Chance the Rabbi, or change it to a little flop sweaty. Thank you for your participation. I'm Stevie Zuckage. Mark Rody's next! Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Oh, hi, Mark.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours